Today on the God Pod. Are there more wheels or doors in the world? In a house, you got closet doors. You got cabinet doors. You've got front door, back door. You've got sliding doors. You've got... Counterpoint, 18 wheelers. Get that gay dog out of here. (laughs) Take him back to the pound. just... The withering stare he gives his owner when the owner wears socks with sandals. This is really going to cut back again on the orgies, and I, like, have been trying my best. I know. I really wanted to go to one. I used to, it was at least once a week pre-pandemic, and now we're, like, averaging once every other month. Hi everyone, God here. You're listening to The God Pod. I'm here today with my pal, Mary Magdalene. What's up, Mary? Hi everyone. So good to have you back. How was your week, Mary? Uh, It was one of those, you know? Uh, Pretty basic. But I'm not a basic bitch, but it was pretty basic. No, you're definitely not a basic bitch. But Mm -mm. where the frig is Jesus today? Um, I don't know. Uh, Gay Cruz? I don't don't know. He's like... (laughs) He's always, he's on something. All Good time. for he's you, Jesus. Something. Enjoy yeah. spring the way it was meant to be enjoyed. Our guest today is hilarious comedian Christian Finnegan. Welcome to the God Pod, Christian. Christian. Uh, it is, it's a, a pleasure to be here in your presence at last. After all, after my almost 50 years on this earth to finally be in your presence. It's pretty humbling. Well, what an honor it is for us to have you join us here. Well, thank you. I mean, it's, I you know, people... People have referred to my comedy as God tier. So, uh, <laughs> have yeah. they? Ooh. When I say people, I mean my mom. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I mean, well, I love that's your mom. It's nice that your mom likes you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and I'm a, I'm a comedian too. Don't. You know, I'm just a comedian playing to an audience too afraid to laugh. Trust me, God, it shows. That's my right? excuse. <laughs> In your face, Almighty. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're pretty good at the slams, right? Mary, you remember uh, Christian from uh, Best Week Ever, right? Yep, Best Week Ever. Um, Someone I, has to remember. Oh, me absolutely. Um, it helped uh, me stay on top of the pop culture. You know, let me tell you, Mary loves things. you. Yeah, well, I'm actually, you know, I'm trying to be very calm about it, but yeah, I am a fan. I'm I'm very I'm honored to to have had you as a fan. I I'm glad that I was able to keep you updated on the goings on of uh, Nicole Richie and uh, <laughs> Kevin Federline and all the important popular figures of the early two thousands. You see, why like th- that is a thing. I did think she would have more of a place in our regular lives. Nicole um, Richie, really? You thought yeah. that? Really? For some reason, you know, it felt <laughs> like she was doing a lot. He thought this one has staying power. Really? Absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, I, wherever she is, I hope she's good. You know, I'm sure she's fine. And if she isn't, I'm sure she's sobbing into a pile of cash. As one should. I heard she's making a comeback. I, I mean, do people like that? And when I say people like that, I mean, sort of idle, rich, mm-hmm. semi-celebrities. Do they ever make a comeback or they just decide, you know what? I'm going to hire a publicist. Right. To be a part of the conversation again for six months. Let me ask you this, Christian. You've had, uh, you've, you know, been around the scene viewing these these wealthy people. Why are super rich people always insane? Well, I mean, are they insane or are they just living in a reality that is different than ours? Mm. And so their sanity seems insane to us. Mm. I'm, I'm very high right now. No, I'm not. But uh, it sounds like I am like, what if we're all living in a simulation, man? (laughs) Now, it's not necessarily the the money. It's it's this weird disconnect of having a lot of money and yet still desperately needing approval, which Mm. everyone seems to need now Mm. Um, that like Elon Musk has to be like exactly he has to get retweets or else he doesn't feel valid. (laughs) That's pathetic. He's the ultimate example right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, just he was thirsty. having a baby, apparently. Um, I did. I just found that out. <laughs> and uh, the interviewer was like, hey, is that a baby crying? And Grimes was like, yeah, that's our second kid. 
that's in the 52nd room in the mansion. And that is that was lovely. People don't get to just be rich and bisexual anymore. Yeah. The the second kid is just named Ralph. It seems, <laughs> seems very underwhelming. Right. What was the first kid's name? It was like a bunch of symbols. Some sort of equation or uh, Kyle X Y. Yeah, that was his yeah. name. Yeah. Something. I I think the first time I ever saw you, of course, uh, being such a basic bro that I am, Mary knows, was on uh, this sketch on the Chappelle show way back in the day, right? I'm sure you've got a lot of people in your face your whole life since then because of that, right? It's the role I was born to play, (laughs) and uh, it'll probably be, should I be fortunate enough to have an obituary, it will be in the first line. Uh, which is I don't fine. think so. That chapter, there's more to be written. And well, you, well, of course. Yeah. I mean, when you see the incredibly insane way I plan on dying. But, uh, <laughs> what is? The, oh, can you tell me or no spoilers? I, hey, yeah, no spoilers. Come on, okay. gotta All keep, right. gotta keep it, gotta keep them guessing. I <laughs> think you could be known for uh, things that are a lot worse than that. You right. know, I feel. It was a funny you know, sketch. I've always, I'm sorry. It was a funny sketch. It was one of, one of the was. better ones. And I felt like I caught a home run ball by being mm. in it. So, mm. I mean, I've, I've always felt very uh, lucky. Uh, it's been a little, without wading into serious issues too much, it's, it's been a little bit of a weird disconnect for me the past year or so. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, owing Why, what, pretty what, much. What's happened in the last year? <laughs> um, well, I mean, I'm just saying it's like, you know, that I pretty much owe most of what I call a career to mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle. And yet it's been a real sort of bummer to watch mm. him kind of, in my right. opinion, go off the rails a little bit, mm-hmm. but, uh, mm-hmm. or just kind of just, just lean into something that is kind of corny and lame. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, I'll always be, you know, super thankful that I got to do that. They say never meet your heroes. How true is that? I broaden it. I say never meet anyone. <laughs> um, just i'm so sorry we're here to... folks christian finnegan a huge advocate of agoraphobia yep uh, stay in the fucking house i agree i'm a huge hermit i never stay leave in the house a recluse. no yeah i haven't been a renaissance man long time <laughs> i'm sorry you we had to meet because i know i'm disappointing you know you know i can sense I, it. i mean to be frankly it's it's a, it's a bit i feel a little bit hypocritical being here um was that? considering how you know virulent i was in my 20s that you didn't exist mm-hmm. in my teens mm-hmm. uh i mean i i made trust me i made multiple family holidays awkward over it i know bro um i remember yeah yeah and so it's you know feels a little bit like you know oh look who's coming back to god now after all the t- after all that talk, okay, I I don't judge. Like you know, it's cool, bro. I mean, he left his son, so it's I like, make atheists because thing. you know the world needs people that question things. Are you still an atheist? I am, oh. but I don't. I I I'm what you call a lowercase atheist. Oh, uh, okay. in the sense nobody mean? calls it that. That's just literally something I just made up now. Uh, I, I don't. It doesn't define my day-to-day life. Right. I, You're not like stridently. It's not You're my not goal. You're not a pastafarian? No, I am not a pastafarian uh, as, as uh, convincing as their literature is. Mm. It sure is. No, I, I, I grew up very, you know, my, my uncle was a Catholic priest and we would have uh, mass in my grandmother's living room. And Oh, your uncle was my, a Catholic priest? Mm-hmm. And no, he didn't. So you know that's where everyone's brain goes. Isn't of that course, sad? of course, I get it. I get it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I still consider myself an atheist. But more, more importantly, I, I'm. A lot of people say that I don't believe in organized religion, but I believe in God. I'm the opposite. I don't believe in God, oh. but I do believe in organized religion. If that oh. makes sense. Well, wait, you believe organized religion works or does a good job? I don't think it works necessarily. I think it's mm-hmm. a natural function of being a person to want to the gather around other people right. and and decide what is life about and what's it worth and what's the proper way to live. I think it's natural that people would gather together either in person or online and try to figure that shit out. Wow. 
pretty well. It's hard stuff, not right? to be a little um, hurt, <laughs> but uh, whatever. Um, I'm a big god; I can take it. It's not like I made a whole commandment about not making fun of you, but whatever. Uh, did your were your parents religious? Is that why they named you Christian? Um, you know, that wasn't really the. I don't know why they named me Christian. Honestly, uh, I was. Uh, my first name is actually Fletcher. Oh. Um, Christian's cool. my that's, middle name. That's right. I did see that. Fletch. Yeah. But I I was always called Chris or Christian. Because you didn't, would it be associated with the that Chevy Chase movie? No, no. not had nothing to do with Chevy Chase. And uh, Fletcher Christian is, for history buffs, the uh, famous uh, mutinous seaman uh, <gasps> from the uh, Mutiny and the Bounty. That whole deal. Oh, okay. Lie. I just want you to You're a mutinous seaman. Mutinous oh, seaman? That's the name yes. of the episode. I just Mut- want you to understand, <laughs> mutinous semen. That's mutant. That's that semen that goes Christian back in Finnegan. the other way. Yes, the, the it's, mutinous it's semen that says, "Fuck it, I'm not getting her pregnant. I'm not." And when Christian found out about that, he was like, "I think I'm meant to do comedy." <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Now, wow. yeah, I don't know. My 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 older brother was named after my dad's dad, and so I was named after my mom's dad, whose name was Fletcher. Mm. But I think they wanted to call me Chris, and so mm-hmm. they, yeah. And Finnegan, what is that? Is that uh, Italian? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. Jamaican. Yeah. Sorry, that was lame. <laughs> uh, it was just St. Patrick's Day, though. So what? What yes. did you, you get to actually celebrate? I mean, do you? I I don't know. Do, you, don't. you know, I. No feels. I try to not be one of those sort of stuck up drunks uh, where I'm like, only amateurs get drunk on uh, St. Patrick's Day. Um, right. it, it, I actually am on a three month drinking hiatus right now. Good so I was not you. able to. Good yeah. for you, bro. But I was not able to participate in the revelry. Does that include gummies? Oh, no, I'm I'm smoking way too much pot. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Good. That's what I do. I say, you One know what? for another. My strategy is alcohol is Satan's thing. I just stick with the weed that I made. And I do pretty mm-hmm. well with that. Yeah, it's a good rule of thumb. Yeah. So you're a comedian, right? Ostensibly. That's your job. What is the job of the comedian? Also, what is comedy? Hmm. Uh, well, I'll take the second part first. What is comedy? Comedy is trying to find moments of levity in an unleavened world. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's looking at how much of a grind day to day life is and being like, fuck it. You know, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, comedy, I, I, mm-hmm. I sometimes I, I get a I get awkward around like idea like grandiose definitions of comedy mm-hmm. comedy makes you laugh beyond that you know it's like what right. is music it's, it's like, like music. comedy is when you fall into a open sewer and die is what i exactly heard. yes That's the only part i remember i think it's funny when people tell me to fuck off i'm like good for you human mm-hmm. yeah that's good and you know christian is the sourdough amongst comics and everybody else is a ciabatta flatbread Ooh, what does that mean Oh, that was because he made a joke about Levin. Levin. Oh, right. God, that was one of the things you told people to do, was to not eat unleavened bread. It was a whole thing. I do this for the Bible. I was really struggling. For the Bible nerds. It's okay. They'll hear it. They'll they'll write a review. I was really struggling struggling with OCD back then. That was long before humans invented all these drugs to treat OCD. Now I have more serotonin. So sorry about that, humans. You can disregard that. How does that feel? I feel I feel good. I feel good. Okay. You created any new things lately? Uh yes, as a matter of fact, you'll remember that you got me using a loofah. I right? did. So I've been I'm using a loofah. So Christian, happy. I don't know about you, but I wasn't using a loofah or washing my feet before. But uh Oh, on your feet. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I mm-hmm. use it on my whole body now. I did make my own though, because I didn't have one. So I took like this uh, piece of wood and then I found this circle with like a bunch of thorns on it in Jesus's bedroom. And I've been mm. using that to sort of scratch. Is that a good back scratcher too? Is that, yeah. yeah. That's been, as long as it's clean. I mean, that's, I believe that's a lot really all I care about. You know? Oh, by that's the way, all. just a little public service for your listeners out there. Six weeks ago or maybe a month ago, 
I bought, I actually went online and bought myself a back scratcher, which Ooh. for whatever reason is something I was not aware that you could just do. I always thought back scratchers just magically <laughs> appeared like in your grandmother's house or whatever. Yeah. And I didn't understand that like, oh, in 30 seconds you can have ordered yourself a back scratcher and it has uh-huh. changed my life. I am doing so much back scratching these days. <laughs> I know. And, exactly. Yeah. It comes with a certain age, right? I think once you turn a certain age, um, back scratchers show up in your house. And then if you are a purse carrier, you'll get those little like strawberry candies with the the green at the top. Those Mm -hmm. just show up. Also, um, butterscotches will show up in your house. It's just a thing. Um, (laughs) So I get it. Yeah, I miss. Yeah, I feel like uh, since my my. Since my grandmother passed away 20 some odd years ago, I have mm. not had a good butterscotch candy since then. Mm. And I miss it, quite Were frankly. Were original? Well, they're, they're not really butterscotch so okay. much. Those are more like a caramel, caramel yeah, kind right. of vibe. I do like scratching my back, too. And isn't it wonderful? I was just doing it. It's the best part of the Lufa Mary. I got to say, thanks again. Of course. I, I scratch my back in the shower, and it's like, I just haven't been scratching my back this whole time. And then it got me thinking about how, like, you know, I'll scratch your back, you scratch mine, that whole thing. And it's like, fuck you. I'll make a tool and do it myself. Yeah. That's insane. Like, why does this have to be a group project? (laughs) (laughs) And then you scratch their back and then they don't scratch yours. Mm -hmm. So, Christian, what's your process for writing jokes? Because you were putting out a lot of. Still looking for one. Okay. You've uh, (laughs) released uh, some new albums recently correct i yeah i put out uh, a a special slash album uh, a few months ago called show your work and it is uh, a special that i shot in the middle of the pandemic mm-hmm. um in the backyard of uh, qed astoria which is the small performance venue owned and operated by my wife queen yeah i've seen that yeah i checked it out uh your wife is is really cool and she's running for town council, right? Well, she was running. She oh, okay. she 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 fell sixteen votes short. Oh, yes. Oh, honestly, it was kind of an ideal scenario. Oh yeah, uh, because <laughs> I didn't really want her to win. <laughs> um, Did you vote, Christian? <laughs> oh, I voted. I voted. Okay, for her, but no, I I did vote. Um, <laughs> but. It's the kind of thing where, you know, we, we split our time, uh, especially during the pandemic, we were really splitting our time between Queens and uh, a little town in mm. upstate New York uh, called Cashecton. And uh, they needed somebody to run for town council. And it's like they, Democrats don't even run up there. Right. And so so she did it and she did really well. But it's like an incredibly red town. And. The uh, like the the two there were like four people running for two positions, and of course the Republicans won. And like the two mm-hmm. Republicans who won, one of them, his dad owns the biggest business in town, of course. And the other guy, like, there's literally a big road named after his family in town. <laughs> so course. it's like that's the kind of vibe. There. So the fact this, that she came within 16 votes was. Impressive. I think I saw this on Parks and Rec. It's a good documentary. Yeah, in a in a town like Kashekston, I I would figure you can count the sixteen people who did it. But, yeah, you know? it's 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 uh it's not a it's not a large bustling metropolis. Let's put you it that know, way. I I get that. All right. Well, we're also glad she lost. Um, this QED <laughs> studio is really cu- cool that you you run with your wife too, right? It's like a, a spot in Queens where you can do open mics, you can do you can record your podcast. Yeah, it's it's well, it's a yeah, it's a performance venue. I mean, it's what I always say is that it's our money, but it's her place. So it's like I am ostensibly, you know, involved with it, but it's mm-hmm. I, I always say that like Cambry, who's my wife, she's like the mother of QED. And I'm like the stepdad who can take you to McDonald's in a pinch. Like that's sort of my level of responsibility here. Okay. Uh, you I, might I just leave. It. You might just leave for a pack of cigarettes, never come back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or you know, you might fall in the pool, and I may not know because I'm, <laughs> you know, drunk watching the Knicks or whatever. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean it's it's uh, been about eight years, and uh, yeah. and I'm super super proud of it. Yeah, and then there was a podcast Smart. studio down the bottom that in the basement that people that's a good looking out. studio. That's better than what I got. 
Well, thank you. <laughs> Up here in heaven, it's cool. It's smart. Well, people increasingly, you know, I mean, we're we're happy that people rent it out and stuff like that. But it's mm-hmm. like there, the whole idea of a podcast studio, I feel like, is kind of being left in the dustbin of history now that everybody has mm-hmm. good mics. And I think that's one of the things that the pandemic like really sped right. up. Right. And people don't want to leave their house or whatever. You remember maybe like two less years mics? ago? I'm you sorry? Know, maybe less mics. Um, maybe, you know, I'm all for the freedom of speech, but there are some oh, people yeah. who should not have microphones. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah some people true. think I am one of those people and I respect that. <laughs> those know. people are wrong. <laughs> but uh, maybe. I've seen this tweet in a couple of iterations and it's like, um, Jeff Bezos is obviously working with the CIA to drop microphones in different neighborhoods because there's so many bad, <laughs> so many bad podcasts out there that are putting out some harmful, very harmful rhetoric. Um, wow. wow. I just don't want to be one of them. So Yeah, no. No, no, no. You know, I, I think, you know. Call me on my bullshit if I ever. I'm know. HR. Uh, I try yeah. my best. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, what if HR has a blind spot? We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> We do our best, folks. So, Christian, how much do you love comedy? On a scale of, uh, <laughs> it depends on the day. Mm-hmm. I guess I love comedy because I continue to do it. Mm-hmm. To me, it's it's just sort of what my life is. Um, I, I mean, I do love it. I do love it. I love what it can be, and I love what it often is. And I love most of it. Most of the time I love the comedy itself. It's all the attendant bullshit and the the other stuff that comes along with it. That can be a bit of a drag sometimes, but Mm -hmm. I mean, that's true of everything. I mean, it's, you know, my wife and I were just talking a couple nights ago about like, she had had a particularly frustrating night here at QED and maybe I had a set that was annoying and I did, you know, they put me up late or blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, you turn on the news and you're like, you know what? It's not so bad. Yeah. We're, we're doing okay. It's not, it's not so bad. Yeah. But uh, I do. I mean, I, of course I love comedy. I just, uh, sometimes I, I, I have love the same it. tortured relationship with the Christian. Don't worry. Yeah. I love it. Like you love your parents. You do not like the business of show business and that's okay. It's, it's like, you know, my next question, you know, what's the secret to making it big in stand up comedy? I'll let you know when I find out. <laughs> right, right. I thought you might say that. But I saw this tweet recently. Uh, I follow this parody account called Stand Up Booker on Twitter. Check it out. And they had a good one the other day. This is like from the point of view of a stand up booker talking to someone trying to get stage time. And it's like, you just haven't found your audience. But try appealing to a borderline extremist fringe political group. Then the jokes don't really have to be good because they'll just be happy to have their ideas echoed back to them. Remember the golden rule, do literally whatever it takes. <laughs> and I almost feel this like getting back to certain comedians that may drop Netflix specials and then they may be funny, but that's not enough to be funny anymore, is it? You have to say something truly offensive to get the attention where everybody's watching or the, your thing or listening to your podcast. It's this Joe Rogan, Ben Shapiro, Tucker Carlson method, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, and I don't want to pick on Chappelle because he's, you know, on the Mount Rushmore of right. comedy. In no, my it's mind. hard. I get it. But, but, you know, uh, cause we, cause we've loved the stuff that he's done. Yeah. In the past, it, like and, and so it, much. Yeah. And in his defense, it's like if if he or anyone, like if Chappelle had put out an hour of just honed, hard as, you know, mm-hmm. just perfect material, mm-hmm. just completely shaved to just utter perfection, it would not have gotten nearly exactly. as much attention exactly. as this sort of half-baked, lazy, kind of button-pushy stuff exactly. that he's I been doing like lately. I feel it's so hard to get attention. In this system. Well, yeah. And, and I do think that's another thing that the, the pandemic has really heightened in, in especially specifically in the comedy world is that there used to be kind of a uh, you know how there used to be kind of like bumpers in place, um, you know, like when your kid goes bowling, they have the they put the things in the gutters, you know, that kind of keeps the ball in the lane. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that there's live audiences mm-hmm. in the room would kind of make you always be governed by whether things got a laugh or not. 
you know, so you wouldn't venture crazy far into any dark stuff or, mm-hmm. or even like whatever left, right, whatever, you still had to entertain the physical people in the room. And that, and that entertainment is measured in laughter, which is when you're testing your material. Yeah. You but you know, but with, with podcasting, it's a little, yeah. I mean, with podcasting a little, it's a little different. I mean, people don't consume it in the same way that they consume comedy. They, they nod like you're like that tweet was saying, they nod with it. They agree with it. And so that I feel like that encourages you to sort of lean into provocative things right. that are going exactly. to engage people more than actually make them laugh. And I feel like that's bad for comedy. The algorithms, they do that to us. And I've been there. Yeah. And and we all, you know, we want to spot off on a lot of stuff. But I, and I wonder sometimes, Christian, whether these people actually believe these things or if they're just exploiting uh, these issues to try and get attention, but honestly, it doesn't matter. I yeah, well, and I think that it's kind. Of, they become the same thing, you know. You right. start saying something, you know, and especially once you start having a financial uh, and cultural uh, reason to start believing the stuff you're saying, you know, it starts to become the truth. I mean, I know dudes who, like a couple of guys I know who are like now Fox News regulars Ugh. who. I watched them do comedy for 15 right. years, never heard a political word out of their mouths. Their right. material was defiantly stupid and apolitical and had no cultural, you know, intentionally. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, but I can get on red eye and, and I can sort of start leaning into this world. And now all of a sudden it's like, OK, great. Now you're making money talking about how, you know, Sellouts. critical race theory Selling is a their problem. Souls. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, it gives me so much even more respect for comedians such as yourself who don't do shit like, well, one, just you don't have these views, but two, you're not, you know. Counterpoint, respect doesn't pay a mortgage. Yeah. 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 Not in the the outrage economy, it doesn't. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think my accountant shares your admiration, but. uh... (laughs) But, but if you wanted to, you could start, yeah, that's the thing. You have to say something on all the shit, right? You can't just be yeah. like putting out this cute, clean comedy anymore, right? Because that's not the time for that, maybe. I don't know. It sucks. I mean, but. you know, but some people can pull it off. I mean, yeah. but e- even the people who pull it off, there has to be sort of a a kind of narrative involved. Right. Like like John Mulaney. Who's John Mulaney, I was just thinking John Mulaney, yeah. right? is very clean and very straightforward and, and all that. Mm-hmm. But there has to be this sort of dark understory to it so that people, you know, that that makes it sort of people engage with it on a deeper level than just laughing at a joke the way you might have 25 years ago. You know, I'm not saying it's better now or worse now. I'm just saying it's it's different and it's, it's so shifted different. in a way that I'm not personally it's- great for. <laughs> right. Exactly. Damn you algorithms. Damn you mm-hmm. outrage culture. Oh, Christian, I, 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 yes, all of the points about the outrage economy, I absolutely agree with. But I also think one thing that the internet has done, anyways, is made, um, I hate this word and I hate this phrasing, but content creation a little bit more egalitarian. Mm, 100%. Um, yeah. And folks I mean, can, there's, can find yeah. and reach their people a little bit better. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a little bit. Everything's a double edged sword. You know, exactly. I mean, it's, it's, there used to be, you know, and in, in when I started doing comedy it, or, you know, even before, like in the 80s, before I started doing comedy or whatever, it's like, if you got on The Tonight Show, then you had a career in comedy. Done, well, that's yeah. great for the 20 people who get to do The Tonight Show <laughs> and it sucks for everybody else. Right. Well, you know, now there's a thousand gatekeepers and every gate is worth one thousandth as much. Yep. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for social media. Like nobody wanted to let me do anything. They're like, you're not Which is weird that you'd have to ask permission at all. I well exactly gatekeeper. I don't want to, you know, smite them. That's not right. I mean, we do have what's his name? Saint Peter is the main gatekeeper that we have to deal with up (laughs) in the He's such a hypocrite. He's a little, you know. The ultimate, the 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 proto the the pearly gatekeeper. Himself. He exactly he takes bribes. I'm gonna yeah. say it. he if takes bribes. If you're in bribes. line and you're wearing corduroy pants, just forget about it. He's like stepping yeah. out. <laughs> He's like, uh, mm, excuse Sorry, me, private excuse party. Me. Yep, excuse me. You won't me. be judged in your fashion sense. No uggos, no uggos. Um, <laughs> How come you just let her in? <laughs> 
Oh, wow. But yeah, it is it is nice that everyone gets a chance and a lot of people have have gotten popular that never would have otherwise had a chance. Before we continue with today's episode, we'd like you to go to thegodpodcast.com to learn more about everything that we do. Subscribe to our newsletter or our Patreon. Give us a review or follow us on social media. It's all there at thegodpodcast.com. When you join the God Pod Patreon, you'll get emailed the second a new episode is posted. Don't like ads in your God Pod? On Patreon, our episodes are ad-free. And the link to our Patreon is at thegodpodcast.com. Plus, when you join our Patreon, you'll gain automatic access to our monthly live God Pod party. And you could even get on the show. Or play Dungeons & Dragons with your fellow heathens on our community Discord server. There is so much fun waiting for you. Join today by visiting thegodpodcast.com. Again, that's thegodpodcast.com. Thanks, humans. Are you twerking on TikTok yet, Christian? Uh, you mean yet today? No, I, I generally do my twerking uh, <laughs> after dark. If uh, Are you on the TikTok? I was going to say, if you know what I mean. Yeah, you know what I mean. I just literally said what I did. Um, I am not on the TikTok. I am. Uh, I've yeah. decided for for the sake of everyone that I'm not going to <laughs> bum everyone out by being on TikTok. Do you think that like you have this feeling like it's only for teenagers that are dancing? Well, it's not that I feel like that's that's like oh, it's just teen, like that's a bad thing. It's just like you like me, you like you wouldn't be welcome or something because it's like, not you that know. I wouldn't be welcome. I I shouldn't go. You know, right. it's like going to a kid's party. It's like it's no. not for you. But that's wrong, though. I've I, I've I've looked into this, like, because I had the same like beliefs, right? It's they're like people on TikTok get mad if you peg them as that, like that's all it is. I'm know? sure I'm sure they do. But just just like all the kids in my high school, like when we <laughs> went to our we went when we went to a big party after the school play, we all thought we were adults. We uh, weren't. I think but... you do great. <laughs> We've talked to some people who have who've grown massive followings there really quickly because they're funny. I so, agree. And then maybe I'm the, just saying, your accountant, you know. I'm just saying that, like, kids deserve to have a space of their own. And then adults <laughs> invariably you come agree. in and ruin it. <laughs> I agree with that. There's no Neopets paid. anymore. There's yeah. no... There are no kid-centric spaces anymore. All of those things are being phased out. Um, yeah, like you used to be like, oh, let's go to Kevin. Kevin has a furnished basement. We'll go down I, and hang out at his yes. place or whatever. And <laughs> that's a digital furnished basement. But and I then will you're say, like, yeah, you're like the adult more than bringing down now. hot pockets. No, yeah, no. It's, it originally it's like was that. Now. It's, 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 now it's definitely, just for everybody. You know, I, so. I actually see it as video Google. I want to get this man paid. Way to put it. Right. Anything you want to learn about from bees to gardening to 18th century right. uh, literature to the news, Ukraine to a full. Just, there's a dude yeah. on there doing a full breakdown of Anna Karenina. It, that's that's the talk now. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yes, while there is a dwindling of of kid uh, centric and kid safe spaces, I'm, TikTok yeah. is now video Google. I'm not one to talk. I don't have a TikTok and I'm scared to open the app. But I am the oldest person in the universe so. well no yes that is true you are technically the oldest person I, I will say i do find it genuinely unappealing to open up the app and all of a sudden there's just shit blaring at me right like I, it it's very unpleasant right. as a user experience for me as an old man i agree yeah <laughs> i mean how many times do i need to hear that oh no oh no like i, right. I can't <laughs> Right. It's hard to like get the algorithm to give you the stuff that you want or whatever. Oh, just search it. Um, I'm currently following the adventures of three scammers, a couple of sex workers, um, and they just do a day in the life. Right. So I feel very a couple of barbers. I'm very into barber TikTok. Hmm. I love the things they can do with people's heads. Mm. Oh, I thought you said Barbara TikTok. Oh. Like there was a, a specific <laughs> genre be. of TikTok. That also exists. <laughs> it's just Oh my barbers. God, you got to check out Barbara TikTok. It's the best. They're doing the best stuff. It's all waiting for you there. Yeah. It's everything. It, it, the whole world is your oyster. It's just a bunch of like suburban hairstylists from like <laughs> Dayton, I need to give that a try because Twitter is like so depressing. I learned how to install a bidet. All type <gasps> of stuff on the You know the, how to install top, a bidet? Oh, yeah. All right, we'll talk. 
later. Bad bitches are handy. I Mm -hmm. told you. Mm -hmm. These people are going to be shocked when you find out that there are instructions when you actually just buy the bidet. (laughs) (laughs) But but there's a way you have to finesse it or else you get a bubble in your pipe. Videos are so much better than those. I can never follow those instructions. It's like, So, Christian. Yes, sir. What do you like to watch on TV these days? I've been obsessed with this show, uh, Raised by Wolves. Are you familiar with the show? I've not it's, heard this. No, it's uh, it's super weird. It just finished its season season two. It's on HBO Max. It's a a science fiction story, oh. a science fiction uh, about two about like Earth has basically died, and two robots have been sent with like human fetuses to raise them on a on a distant planet. Oh, cool. Uh, and it's super weird. I and it, totally I wouldn't even say that. it's good. There's definitely. There's at least one moment in every episode where you're like, what the fuck? Like, what? Who? Why? I like that. Um, but it's genuinely surprising. And uh, it's just fun. It's bonkies. HBO doesn't miss. And, and if they do miss, they miss big, which I appreciate. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and this is and this is a HBO Max <laughs> original. True. So That's it's true. not. Th- this is the, the stuff that 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 is definitely <laughs> riskier. They just they kind of relegate to HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Um but it is oh. it is super weird, and I would recommend it to anybody who just thinks all TV is boring. That's what I would say. Right. Oh, okay. Adding that to the list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just watched this show called The Detroiters. Oh, so, yeah. It's that? great. Yeah. Tim Robinson, Sam Richardson. I recommend it highly to anyone. I think I've already said that before, but... <laughs> <laughs> what else? And it's so great. Like those two guys, they have such a specific, like idiosyncratic vibe individually. Oh, like, yes, even you before I knew they friends. were friends. Yeah. yeah. You know, but when Sam Richard- Richardson was on Veep, I remember thinking, like, this guy is funny in a way that I haven't seen other people be funny. Like, he has right. his own specific vibe and Tim Robinson the same way. And so it's so, yeah, super like Sam's great got this happy vibe. Yeah. And Tim is just weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was fun. Do you like to play video games? I do. I yeah, stayed up way too. too late last night. Oh yeah, playing uh, right now. I'm, I'm. I don't know. I'm not a total sci-fi geek, but right now I'm. I'm also playing. A, I'm playing a Horizon Forbidden West. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which Jesus. Is a, oh, it's such a shame that Jesus isn't here today. That's like his favorite video game. Oh really? Yeah, he talks about it all the time. Hunting dinosaurs is Jesus' mm-hmm. jam. We could have a lot of conversation about the Utaru tribe vis-a-vis the Tanakh tribe. Um, when he hears this, because he does the audio editing, uh, he's going to be like, oh! We could get into the weeds, and then we would hide oh. in the weeds, because that's where the dinosaurs can't see you. <laughs> wow, you guys could hunt dinosaurs together. Robot like, dinosaurs. Just I'm like when me and Jesus appealing. did it back in the day. Mm-hmm. So... I'm into this game, um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. It's like mm-hmm, you're an assassin sure. in ancient Greece. <laughs> I just, it's like Grand Theft Auto, but in ancient Greece. It's fun. That that series, my 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 best friend is like super into that series, and yeah. I played the first couple, and then I kind of lost interest in it. Mm-hmm. But apparently, it's gotten like super awesome since. Yeah, then. exactly. Like I wasn't, I didn't want to play it because it didn't look that good, but now it's yeah, it's, it's really. It's, I, I, I kind of got in trouble. I kind of got in trouble once for making fun of that game at a, oh. I got a, I had a corporate gig where I was hosting like a, uh, an awards banquet for video game marketing companies. <laughs> really? Yeah. It was like maybe 12. It was like right after the very, the, when the very first one came out, like 12, uh-huh. 15 years ago, whenever it was. And I, I think I made a joke, something along the lines of like, when I saw that the, uh, the ads for, for Assassin's Creed, I thought like, oh man, what a cool marketing campaign. And then I played the game and I thought, what a cool marketing campaign. And, uh, and there was you like assassinated a, that game. I did. But there was an audible like, Ooh, like not even like, a, ooh, you said a bad thing. Like, oh, not cool. Like, and I was like, ooh, sorry. Check, please. The stories you could tell. Um, There's do, like you, three. do you have something you'd like? To, you have something you'd like to promote? Uh, yeah, I do actually. I have a few things I'd like to promote. Uh, one, uh, my latest special, uh, show your work is streaming for free on prime video right now. And you can also see, uh, rent it on Apple TV and YouTube 
And uh, if you live in or around New York, uh, please check out QED, QEDAstoria.com. And uh, I just completely randomly, I'm a bit of a music dork. And a lot of my friends who used to be music dorks don't buy music anymore because they're adults with kids and lives. And so I started a just a little Substack newsletter called New Music for Olds. Uh, where I uh, just write about a few new songs that have come out in the past couple of weeks and uh, for people who don't have time to dig for new music anymore. So if you're interested in that, it's just uh, newmusicforolds.substack.com. That is right up my alley. I hope you check it out. Let me tell you. Um, and where should our listeners best follow you? Uh, the Twitter. Twitter is really, I, I think uh, I kind of came to the conclusion a while ago that I really only have one social media app in me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I exist on Instagram <laughs> and Facebook, but I don't use them really. <laughs> I, I know what you mean. It's so much work these days. You gotta be on Yeah, everything. and that, that's why I don't, I don't begrudge younger, I don't begrudge comedians who have found a lot of success because I just don't have the energy and they right. do. And so right. God bless you. So <laughs> you bless you. Well, that's cool. Oh, yeah. Twitter at Christ Finnegan. That's me on Twitter. Oh, is it Christ? It is. It is Christ Finnegan. Whoa. Delusions of grandiosity. All right. Well, thanks, Christian. Uh, hang out. We're going to we're gonna do read a review now. Sure. God, would you like me to read it or would you? Why don't you read it, Mary? I love hearing you talk as opposed to I hate by hearing myself talk. So review says, uh, and we got this one from Podchaser. So shout out to everyone who's listening to us everywhere. Um, this comes to us from... Lariat, uh, five stars. Hello, God Squad. I found you guys on Facebook in late 2020. The first episode I listened to was the one where Moses hijacked the pod for God's paternity test. Hilarious episode, by the way. Anyway, the picture for that one had the Virgin Mary. Later on, God introduces us to Mary Magdalene. (laughs) Seeing the headline, I thought, cool. Jesus's mom was finally making another appearance. Then I look at the episode picture and was thrown for a loop. At first, I thought, whoa, Mary looks a lot different now. And then I search online, Bible Marys, and finally realize that it's not the same Mary in the other episode. Most results say there are six Marys in the Bible. Who knew, huh? Not me. Thank you for teaching me about the Bible. LOL. I grew up in a non-religious household. Agnostic is how I'd characterize us. We never read the Bible. Shocker. And whenever a Mary was mentioned in movies, TV, or school plays, there was only one Mary in the story. Nobody ever corrected me (laughs) on that for my 36 years. The subject never came up in conversations about religion, so I figured there was always only one Mary. Mary Magdalene, you're such a babe. Aw, badass bitch eternal. I like that. Might incorporate it. Thank you. Um, Love you all at the God Pod. God, Jesus, Moses, Satan, Psyche, Cupid, both Marys, JFK, Satan, Vinny the Vaccine, and even Kevin COVID. I really miss Holy Spirit and death before she actually became morbid, even though her morbid humor is actually an absurdly hilarious. Thank you for all the laughs and sanity. Keep on spreading the gospel, y'all. Wow. Well done, Mary Magdalene. Thank you. That was, was, I think, our longest review ever. And I I loved it. it. Yeah. Very Mm in-depth. Thank you, Lariat. Um, We appreciate it. I'm going to frame this one. Also scared that this is how you're learning about the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's how I felt when people would say that they would learn about the news by watching Best Week Ever. So, oh no, I was like, no, that's that's terrible. Oh no, you know, pop culture only. Um, not not the news. Even pop Uh, culture, I feel like it's a bad way to learn about it. (laughs) Man, it it was a good. It was like a good microwave, you know, hangover way of getting it in. It was nice. Um, but shout out to everybody who, you know, writes these reviews. We really appreciate it. Um, feel free to write a review. It's one of the best ways that people get to find out about us. And also, um, feel free to send the podcast to a friend because recommendations are also a really good way of discovering the podcast and all things GodPod. So, um, yeah, keep them coming. We love it. That was awesome. I love you, Mary. Well said. Let's let's move on to uh, Ask God now. This is where we answer questions from our patrons. Uh, Dr. V asks, God, how did you and Mary Magdalene deal with Jesus Christ as a teen, especially when he would rebel or be moody? Um, I'll go Ooh. first. <laughs> I mean, it's a oh. good thing that he's not here today so we can talk shit. But I wasn't in the picture 
really. I was like that. I went out for a pack of cigarettes type of thing. My goodness. First of all, he was a fucking nerd um, in the best ways possible. But he was a nerd. Right. He used to run away from home to go to the temple and argue with like the Pharisees and stuff. Like, who does that? Who okay? does that? Like, dude, you're 15. Like, be in the house. OK, go to the carpentry center with your dad. Like, do that. You know, that was very weird. Um, And then. When his mom was like, dude, why I'm did sorry, you run? Can you hold yes. up? Did you just say carpentry center? Yeah, or something. Like, <laughs> go do that. His dad was very big in Bethlehem and had like a whole carpentry thing. The carpentry to, center, of course. Yeah, you go down there. to the carpentry center. You had to be there. It was a whole thing with his pops. Um, and so, like, yeah, it, he was just, he was just very weird. He was kind of nerdy. He was kind of rude, too, because when he ran away from home, his mom was like, hey, come back. And he was like, <laughs> Woman, do you not see me in my father's house? And he was talking about, you know, God the Father. It was a whole thing. He, he was, was just, such a ugh. teenager. Ugh. Ugh. This, his, his version of, do you know who my dad is? Exactly. To my his father, own mom. My father. Is my God. father is going to hear about it's his, this. His Megan McCain. His Megan McCain. <laughs> Did Megan McCain block you, Christian? She blocked me. I, I do not I don't believe I've risen to the level of Mc, uh, McCain's scrutiny. I, I wear it as a badge of honor. Um <laughs> he was he was terrible. There were so many other stories that didn't make it into the Bible because of Charlemagne. Yeah, that's why you don't hear much from yeah. his teen years. Mm-hmm. He had that redacted. Come on, Netflix. But, Pick up the series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Our next question is from Miss Cass. If a person is caught lying about one thing, can you usually assume there are more lies? Yeah, usually, usually, like sometimes once in a while, you know, someone's lying for like a good thing to uh, save someone's life or protect Spider-Man's identity. But, you know, usually they're just a a lying sack of shit, right? Everybody lies. It just depends about what. Yeah. I mean, sometimes what we call being polite is tasteful lying. Oh, I see. Sometimes you need to use the bathroom (laughs) and you say that I need to make a phone call. That's a lie. But really, you're just being polite. Right. Because you don't want to burden people with the knowledge. You know, yeah. I, I got to go take a dump. Yes. It's a or, big... hey, how are you? You don't want to say, oh, my cat has feline leukemia. You say, I'm fine. Mm. My cat does. I don't have a cat. This is a oh, theoretical. I was about to sing the whole Sarah McLaughlin song for your cat, <laughs> if that was the case. Yeah, I think everybody loves it. just depends on what and what you're willing to deal with. That's, That's awesome. true. That's true. It's, it's you know, of all the commandments, it's probably one of the ones with the most wiggle room. Uh, all right. Uh, let's move on to the goddamn news. Actually, you know what? We, I forgot. We do philosophy talk now. <laughs> Remember, Mary? So what's your philosophy, Christian? Do you? I, we've already established you don't believe in me and you're not a Christian, right? So uh, No, I'm not. Are you an optimist, though? Only in the sense that I don't think pessimism is productive, mm-hmm. uh, that I don't think that optimism there's I don't think there's any reason to be optimistic about anything. Mm-hmm. But I do think that being optimistic is better for your internal chemistry True. and that when you are when you can find something to be optimistic about, you are in a better mental and emotional place to sort of take advantage of opportunities as they arise. Right. Whereas if you are virulently pessimistic, you are closed off to possibility and that that is a, <sighs> it's is so be true. I, I, you know, I'm so prone to being pessimistic and cynical and I always need a hug, but you know, the times, have you ever tried that like thing, the secret? No, I'm aware of it. My, my, my <laughs> wife is a believer if I'm it's, not mistaken. Oh yeah. It's total bullshit. But when I do it, I feel better. Yeah. Yeah, my wife, if I have, a, if I have to hear the phrase, thoughts become things, another 500, 500 times. <laughs> but she's happier than I am. Your, so. wife, your wife is right. <laughs> I'm here to tell yeah. you. Um, on the other hand, we have this quote here from Gottfried Wilhelm Leibniz. He's famous for saying, we live in the best of all possible worlds. And my only response to that is, what kind of sick fuck would think this? You did create the worlds? Yeah, but that he must be thinking about, you know, the Garden of Eden, because <laughs> he has to toil. All right. I've always thought that this quote was very strange. 
so so I am curious about this god is is the garden of eden the way you would envision things and things just went off the rails or did mm-hmm. you throw them off the rails intentionally creating the world as it currently is uh-huh well yeah it's a good question because i why did i leave the tree of knowledge right there you know why did i do that why did i do that i've been over this with my therapist and you know there are no accidents so i think yeah maybe i wanted self-sabotage this yeah i wanted this to happen <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's like you know what's love if you can't test it well, right. In this way, this way that Prove if the world me, fails, you can be like, well, I actually wanted to be like the Garden of Eden. So this isn't really my failure. <laughs> You're not really fully putting yourself exactly. on the line this way. <laughs> this is all your fault. All right. Let's move on to the goddamn news. The, so many fun things here. I don't even know if we have time, but we'll, we'll try. Wheels versus doors is the TikTok and Twitter fight of the century. And this is on the lighter side of the news, by the way. The question is, are there more wheels or doors in the world? And this is a, this is a whole uh, ongoing argument? Yes. It has taken over the entire internet, dude. Yes. Because you got to think about it. In a house, you got closet doors. You got cabinet doors. You've got front door, back door. You've got sliding doors. You've got... But, uh, counterpoint. 18 wheelers. And then a fridge has wheels, which one person brought up. Yeah, and only one door. And toys. Toy cars have wheels. That's true. And oftentimes the doors are just painted on. Those aren't real doors. (laughs) Yes, I'm going with wheels on this one. I think I'm team wheels. I feel like it's doors. (laughs) I just, I don't know. I just feel like... I'm going to leave the door open on this one, you know? (laughs) I can't do that with wheels. You can't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think I found that interesting. Let let us know what you think, humans. Uh, Next story. World's most boring person discovered by researchers. At the University of Essex, they did a study. And here's the most boring person in the world, apparently. It is a religious data entry worker who likes watching TV and lives in a town. I feel like that's a lot of people. So this is the opposite of the Dos Equis man? <laughs> the <laughs> yeah. most interesting yeah. person Yeah, they in the did world. a whole okay. study and they said the top five most boring jobs are data analysis, accounting, tax, uh, cleaning, and banking. I feel and, like yeah. based on this descriptor, the BBC has made like a small mini series where this person <laughs> is, you know... <laughs> He, you know, he lives in like a small sheep herding town. Dilbrishire. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Some some type of shire. Um, but like this is a protagonist of a BBC like miniseries. I right. don't know if he's completely boring. But it's interesting because nobody wants to be boring anymore. Or maybe they never did. And social media has made it more attainable for them to not feel boring. But the reality is the world needs people to do these things. Yeah. Well, it's like when everybody says like, oh, you're a queen, I'm a queen, she's a queen. It's like, well, we can't all be queens. Some people have to be <laughs> serfs or else being a queen is, isn't worth anything. It's meaningless. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Who's willingly signing up for serfdom? Yeah. You know? <laughs> You'd be and surprised. Say, yes, queen. I say, nah, serf. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, right. you're going to hell for that one. Put nah, your name on surf. the list. <laughs> nah, surf. <laughs> I like terrible, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. All right, next. Uh, we're moving on to a segment I've What up, my peasant? I'm dubbed done. Okay. <laughs> Hatred. Dog dumped at local shelter because owners say he's gay. <laughs> I feel like this was an episode of South Park back in the day. I actually had to look this one up and I watched the news coverage and uh-huh. I laughed harder. There's really nothing that I have to add to this really? aside from. Roll the clip, Jesus. Tonight, a local dog shelter or a, lo- a local shelter dog rather is looking for a soft landing after being dumped by his owners because they say he's gay. Thought you heard it all, right? Uh, a Stanley County Animal Shelter Facebook post says the dog's owner surrendered him to the shelter after he 
humped another male dog, which dogs do. Fezco, the shelter says, is about four to five years old, weighs about 50 pounds. They say he likes other people, he likes other animals, he's a good boy. The shelter is asking for local rescues to step up and take Fesco into foster before he is adopted. And that guy looks like he's going to find a new home real quick. Fesco's adorable. Yeah. yeah. Amazing stuff. <laughs> they left him and the dog is, he plays well with others. Mm. He's like really friendly, mm. total cuddle bug. Constantly howling memory by Barbara Streisand. <laughs> it's uh... <laughs> Get that gay dog out of here. <laughs> Take him back to the pound. And, and just the withering stare he gives his owner when the owner wears socks with sandals. Just. <laughs> this dog reads him. Like, mm, nah, surf. Mm, nah, surf. That's the dog. <laughs> oh. <sighs> Damn it, humans. Actually, Christian, that was so astute. It probably was because. Of the looks and the stares, and that's why they put him up for adoption. Because they're, they're wrestling with it. their own. Mm-hmm. They don't realize that that side eye thing is just a thing that dogs do. That's not a. <laughs> that's not any sort of like sassy. <laughs> come to up put and... your dog up for adoption for being a catty gay is ridiculous. <laughs> you know. He doesn't bark. He just goes, mm-hmm. mm, girl. <laughs> I want that dog. <laughs> she thinks she's cute. <laughs> Each time you tried to change the channel for RuPaul's Drag Race, he was like, wait a fucking minute. <laughs> you, you guys will let me know if I wander in anything genuinely homophobic here, right? You guys no. <laughs> you know what? You would never. I try, but I've got blind spots too. It's okay. Jesus is editing. Jesus is gay, so he's, yeah. he'll give us final approval. All right. Moving oh. on. Justice Clarence Thomas was hospitalized after experiencing flu-like symptoms. Have you Didn't seen this? his wife getting the, like, you know, she's being investigated, too, for her role in January 6th? Yes. The insurrection. Yeah, I I, I worry that, I'm not worry, I, I pardon me, let's keep my mouth shut about this, because. Mm-hmm. No, it's fine, Christian. I don't want to openly wish anyone. Dead, no, no one, no, but, no, no one does. Uh, no, 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 it's fine. Oh, I'm wishing, I'm wishing him retirement. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like a speedy uh, permanent. retirement. No, uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> but yes, I, I think. I have been seeing so many posts of people saying thoughts and prayers to him. Uh, from people I consider quite liberal. So I think it's nice to see that people are being so kind about this. Right. And yes, absolutely nothing sarcastic about it. No, it's been, been really been nice to see how many people not wish him <laughs> a slow and painful death. And we certainly wish him well. So good job, humans. We Let's, wish him a speedy retirement. A speedy retirement. Well <laughs> is a little far for me. Speedy retirement. Well on to, to his retirement. Yes. Well on to retirement. Yeah. Well, next in pestilence, New York State reports 2,642 new coronavirus cases, an increase of 47% from last week. Have you seen this, Mary? I just, this is really going to cut back again on the orgies. And I, like, have been trying my best. I know. I really wanted to go to one. <sighs> this is so hard. Guys, I just. Man, I used to, it was at least once a week pre-pandemic, and now we're, like, averaging once every other month. Like, I just, what are we going to do? Think mm. of the orgies. And Think I'm sure people, orgies. their hearts aren't fully in it. You know, it's They're like, not. are we just going through the motions at this point? We really are. I mean, it's oh still God. the motions in the oceans, but still, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. orgies think Whatever will we do? Will they come back or will they be long gone like buffets? Well, although I do I do think that the people who won't be going to orgies because of COVID are probably the people that wouldn't. the younger people wouldn't want to be coming to the orgies anyway. Mm-hmm. I bet Ooh. the young, sexy people will probably continue to have orgies because they think they're never going to die. They never stopped. Exactly. Yeah. Really? Spring break, bro. I have found the kink community to be very respectful folks, but you're right. You're right. Maybe. 
maybe yeah i think i base most of my my uh thoughts about uh sex parties from uh 90s real sex on hbo and so i, <laughs> I see remember that that prism that taught me so much <laughs> now quick question christian this is very important that shit was what crazy. what a channel did you have on last so that if your parents walked in, <laughs> you could just quickly switch back. Or if someone oh, walked in, you could switch one. back. Oh, that's a good one. My parents were, luckily, were very negligent. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> but it was always good to have, a, you know, an episode of the, you know, uh, say the Brady's or, you know. Mm, mm. Depending the Honeymooners. On, yeah. That's I think, great. I don't think I had HBO when I lived with my parents. I think it was only later. Mm, so okay. I'm older. I'm much older than you. I'm. I'm oh, well. I I, that's see. not true. I'm not. You guys are eternal, but that's I. True. Uh, but I'm eternal plus twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's you know if you're out there listening, you know, be careful because uh, <laughs> COVID is never ending. So, uh, let's move on. COVID to- is gonna get you. I'm done. Okay, it's fine. That was my one song for the day. Now that we're done with Pestilence, let's go on to War, because this last week... <laughs> it ended on an up note. Yeah. This last week, uh, Zelensky spoke to the U.S. Congress. He spoke to uh, many different countries. But then there was this one guy on Twitter who complained that Zelensky didn't wear a suit to address Congress. Did you see this? I did. What is wrong with people? He says, I understand times are hard, but doesn't the president of the Ukraine own a suit? I mean, this was like when President Obama wore a tan suit and uh, mm-hmm. Americans were all up in arms. Um, it's Man, just those it's were the a, years. You know, those were the days. I so long and wish yeah. for those to come back. Yeah, Earth, I so long for the days when people made a big deal out of dumb stories as opposed to minimizing hugely horrible things. Exactly. Mm. Um, and so I think, I think it's a little bit of that. You can't police everything. So you police people's outward appearance and it's, and uh, also people, people seem to not understand that you have something called drafts folder. Oh my God. I gotta go. Uh, I gotta plug in my, uh, power strip. This my computer is going to crash. Yeah. And the guy who, who actually mentioned it, um, I think he's an economist, um, and and like has worked for people and is like a real human being, um, yeah. Or apparently. so I'm told, and not a hologram. Yeah, and not just sort of uh, some weird AI creation uh, <laughs> of what a conservative person should <laughs> yeah. be. Yes, um, because that's what the world needs. Could you imagine? I'm sure someone at Meta is tinkering with that. Possibly, who knows? I always, you know. My sort of guiding principle when it comes to things like social media is like, would you say this to someone out loud? Could you actually imagine saying these words to someone? Like, can you imagine having this conversation like out loud in a mall food court? And Mm. if the answer is no, then what are you doing? (laughs) Kind of. And and also really enjoy screaming into the abyss. I know, but then just, just if if someone, if someone were to to like create like Frankenstein, a human being, like a weird like a weird science, a person, and all they had to go on was what you post on social media. That is all the data they had, and they had to create a person. <laughs> would you hang out with that person? <laughs> Actually, that is a wonderful barometer. Um, <laughs> Actually, I think I would. I think I would. I think I. I mean, I. 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 I try to make my <gasps> tweets align with that as best I can. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Is that a good workout for you there? Oh man, I'm a five percent. Okay. Hey. Made it back, and Christian and I were having a wonderful conversation about um, AI and the horrors that await us. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole universe was going to reboot. Okay. I would actually, if I could pick an AI, I'd want it to be like Bicentennial Man. Um, that <gasps> Robin Williams. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he a sweetie? He was. A little weird. Oh. <laughs> a little weird. Why is it also that every time there's like AI, you know, it's always gold. Like, why do they go with gold for the body? C-3PO, mm. Bicentennial. It's like a thing. I will find the third example, but I'm, I'm, I promise it exists. <laughs> it's a real thing. You know? It's a comedy rule of two. 
You yes. got to. Just the two. <laughs> you all right there, God? No, yeah, I'm good. I caught, I, I caught my breath. Okay, <clears throat> lovely. Look all at right. you. You see, when I this is why we've been asking for benefits up here in heaven so that your gym membership can be covered. Because <laughs> we care <laughs> about you, man. All right. Well, you know, th- thanks for... It sounds like I missed a fascinating dis- discussion about AI. You did. Oh, it was quite nice. Mm. I think we really, really got to the core of things. I think we did. Well, <laughs> We've answered every question possible. <laughs> well, it's time for Bless, Smite, and Second Coming. And what this is, Christian, is we're going to bless something from the episode that we liked. We're going to smite something we didn't like. And we're going to Second Coming, things we want to see more of. So I'll go first. I would like to bless you, Christian Finnegan, for joining us today. Thank you. I feel blessed. And for making us laugh so much, I would like to smite the owners who left that dog at the shelter because he said he's gay. They say he's gay. Mm -hmm. Not cool. Uh, And I would like to second coming. Hmm. Second coming, Christian Finnegan on the God Pod. That that works. Sweet. That jibes. I like that. And that's how it's done. Mm-hmm. So I would like to bless uh, Christian. Thank you very much for coming Thank on the show. It was nice. We had a little witty repartee. It was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to also bless uh, Lariat for that very detailed uh, oh, yes. review. That was awesome. I hope it inspires other people to write some more. Um, and then I would like to smite, mm, let me see. We talked about so much. I feel like I want to smite the most boring person in the world so <laughs> that their life can have a little bit of like mm. pizzazz, just some <laughs> drama. Oh, 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 Let's good. pepper it, you know? That's good. Um, and then second coming 2018, before we knew that this w- was what life would be. I'm doing okay. I'm fine. Everything's mm. great. Everything's <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Christian, would you like to... Oh, man. I'm I'm a little bit flummoxed, but uh, I, I would like to bless... Um, well, I'd like to bless the both of you for having me. And also to bless Jesus, whose absence creates a little bit of mystery, which <laughs> is what you want out of a redeemer. I think uh, we're we're still waiting. It's like got a waiting for Godot feeling. Like I'm still waiting on <laughs> Jesus's return. Um, That's why you got to come back. Uh-huh. Yeah, yep. And then he's gonna he'll neg me then too. <laughs> and I would like to smite. I mean, I definitely would like to smite the gay dog owners. Although mm. I would love to see a ten minute interview with them. Um, <laughs> I would like to. Uh, and as far as second coming goes, I would say, uh, boy, still waiting on that third example from Mary Magdalene's uh, joke there at the end. That's sort of like the second coming uh, call. We call that a callback. Third funny thing. <laughs> Adjective. You mean you don't let your half-baked thoughts just fly? Uh-uh. No, no, I, no, I do. And I just make fun of people who have very human <laughs> responses and uh, make them feel uncomfortable for it. That's all. Fantastic. The mutinous semen, everybody. I think they call it crowd work. Yes, shout out to mutinous semen. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming, Christian. Thanks for having me, guys. It's have time for your one. new commandment of the week, humans. Thou shalt not abandon your dog because you're afraid it's gay. Thou shalt get some damn therapy and get over your issues. The Lord has spoken. Woohoo!